Want to hear 25 remote work experts share their amazing strategies and processes for building successful remote work companies and remote team? We've got speakers from leading companies like Thinkific, Evergreen Profits, Dynamite Circle, and Tribe Theory, and more. Register for your free ticket now at www.remotebusinesssummit.com. That's right, www.remotebusinesssummit.com. We'll see you there, November 18 to 22. Woohoo! Welcome to Founders Connect Podcast. We help lifestyle entrepreneurs to grow their business online and create a happier marriage. Did you know that approximately 45% of marriages end up in divorce and 65% of all startups fail due to founder conflicts? Well, we're here to change that. Each week, we bring you an inspiring guest and practical tips to help you with business, relationships, and sustainable living. Now, let the fun begin! Hi, I'm Cindy Pham. And I'm Anthony Chansomuth. And we're from Founders, Founders Connect. Connect. I have with me Emma Houston, who is the founder and principal lawyer at The Remote Expert. And she's a lawyer with a passion for remote work, which is why I'm having a chat with Emma. Thank you for joining us all the way from Ballina, New South Wales. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. <laughs> I love that. We were just having a bit of a chat about just the beautiful benefits, I guess, of being able to work remotely and being able to do meetings like this and you don't have to drive for three hours to meet each other and record a podcast or go and speak in person in Bali. I know you did that recently, but also like what we're doing with the summit is we can literally bring in experts from all around the world and also participants from all around the world. So that's really what it's all about. Now, why don't you tell us how you started this whole journey and, and how you became passionate about remote work and the, the legal side of it and, and all the good things that you putting out every day on, on LinkedIn that I'm seeing? I suppose for me, I've been a lawyer for 20 years and I used to be very traditional in terms of office-based law. I then had my son in 2012 and when I was pregnant with him, I had a near-death experience which sort of made me reassess, look, hang on, there's more to life than sitting in traffic for an hour and a half a day. We were living in Sydney at the time and traffic was bad, childcare was difficult. So we decided to make a sea change to far northern New South Wales and I was about to set up my own firm from home at that time but I was offered a job in a local firm and I thought, look, I'd be crazy not to take it. So I took that and the commute was halved but the rest of it was actually worse than it had been in Sydney because... While the ironic thing was I had a really flexible boss in Sydney, whereas up here the boss wasn't flexible but the living arrangements were better. So I thought, look, that's just not working. I've got a young child. If this nine-to-five kind of work life that we came to get in the Industrial Revolution hundreds of years ago, that's not going to work. I'm going to make it work for me. So at that point I actually found a job as a remote lawyer at partner level where I worked for four years, mainly doing sort of commercial leasing and that sort of work. 
And by the time sort of three years had rolled around, I had a team of five under me. And one of my junior lawyers was in Germany. So that time zone was asynchronous, meaning, you know, we might get an hour or two in the afternoon. And that really involved me actually staying online till about 6 p.m., which wasn't great with my own commitments. Mm. But I did that and that worked. But I was actually looking around for some books and resources to work out, well, look, what's the best way to do this? What's the best way to manage a team? And I found a couple of books written by American tech people. One of them was called My Year Without Pants. I'm like, well, that's just not, it's not working for me. I really want to know how to manage my Australian team. Mm. Um, There's no sort of lawyer books about that. So I actually wrote one. I wrote The Tracksuit Economy about working from home. Released that last year and it's actually had a really good reception. And funnily enough, when I released that, I was just asked all these questions about remote work in terms of the legal aspects. And then I started digging and I've been a commercial lawyer for a long time. So, you know, when I started digging, I realized that the law just hasn't caught up with it. So there's all these things about data security, work health and safety, insurance that just got to add an extra layer on the existing kind of framework we have to make sure remote work arrangements are protected. And then early this year, I started my own practice and it's really grown. It's sort of since March, so eight months now, and it's Mm -hmm. growing from strength to strength. Wow. That's the new baby. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) And your son's a pretty big boy now. Well, he's getting there. Yeah. Oh, no, he's seven. So, yeah, so he's at school. So it was sort of, it's sort of timed really well. I think when he started school, I had some more time to to do that, yeah. Amazing. Okay, so we're going to cover legal contracts and tips for remote working on the summit. So we're not going to dive too much into that right now. We want to give people a reason to go and check that out. So something I'd like to ask you, and I think there are some of what you've already shared would allude to it, but I want to ask you to pinpoint if you can during that journey, like what's been a really courageous decision that you've made along the way, something that really maybe was scary for you at the time or for you was something that was quite challenging and that helped you become who you are today? Look, I think actually this year to having that courage to go out on my own, as I said, I nearly did it six years ago when we left Sydney. Um, but, you know, I, follow, I guess I followed my head instead of my heart. But I am pleased I did because I probably would have set up a more traditional firm, whereas now it's completely virtual, online, in this whole new area. But I think the courageous thing is to say, well, look, I'm going to specialise in remote work arrangements for people who run remote work companies. And I also look after a lot of people who start their own businesses and work from home. Mm. And they're really remote workers as well. The fact is there's no one else in Australia doing that. So I left my former job without any clients. So it could have been at the point where crickets, not hearing anything. So I think that's been a really courageous thing. I'm now kicking myself. I didn't do it years ago because when, after I released my book, I was doing, I got a couple of TV promotion spots and podcasts and I was just so energized by promoting that, helping people work a different way and look at different ways of working and contrasted with the type of work I was doing 
and my day job at the time, even though it was remote and quite flexible, it was sort of really clear that I wasn't following that purpose. Yeah. You are listening to the Founders Connect podcast, helping lifestyle entrepreneurs to grow their business online and create a happier marriage. Now back to the show. I can relate to that. Like that's something that's become quite apparent through this journey of putting together the summit and just talking to people and a common question or a common comment I'm getting is there's really no, uh, like you mentioned, there are a couple of books that have been released by American companies or tech companies mm. uh, around remote work and how to deal with flexible arrangements and these sort of things. Really nothing in Australia, Singapore, like other places. This is not just happening, you know, in, in mm. one or two markets, it's happening around the world. And as you say, really, until your book came out, there wasn't really anything talking about the legal aspects of that and how does it apply, particularly in Australia. So it's always that case of when you're the pioneer or the one kind of leading the revolution, so to speak, it's going to bring a whole ton of you know fear and excitement and all kinds of, of challenges with it. But it's also, you know, you're kind of on the right place when you're getting all that feedback that you've been getting as well. So good on you. Did you want to add something to that? Yeah, I suppose, um, you know, the challenge is that there's a lot of undercover remote work arrangements as in people will be at a workplace for a while, they'll work from home some days a week, but then there's no actual remote work policy or it's not promoted because the employers say, oh, but then everyone will want to do it. We just want to keep it quiet. We trust you, but we're not going to trust everyone. So I really think, you know, and and there's instances where there's big insurance companies in Australia where every employee works from home two days a week, they hot desk, they've downsized to Sydney office, but I only know about it because I sat next to an employee at a wedding. It's not really promoted. So I'd love to see that stage where we promote that and those workplaces that let people work from home each week one or two or more days that they have their own policies in place as well. Yeah, there's um, there's another speaker on the summit who's talking. She's like the leading expert in Australia and New Zealand in actually going into corporate companies and then sort of mid-sized companies and working with them to really transform and put into place the infrastructure to make that possible and, and build the, the culture aspect. We've got a barky friend happening. Sorry, that's my poodle, Lulu. They that's all right. Hi, Lulu. started to run in here. Oh, <laughs> good. I, um, I told my son to keep them upstairs and watch TV with him, but they will run down no here. No worries. Lulu's passionate too. We, we love it. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, that's the, definitely, I, I'm going to connect you with Nina because I think. Oh, I know Nina. You I know met, her. There you go. Yeah, yeah, I met her at the um, Flexible Work conference. I think there you go. that's. Yeah, yeah, by flex agility in yeah. May. Because because that's one component that I, like mm. I'm sure she'd she'd love your insight on and and to be able to collaborate on that. So let's talk about remote. You shared how remote work has impacted your life. Like it's been you know a journey and created opportunities for you. Let's talk about how that impacts some of the clients that you're working with. Right? What's it been able to do for their organizations if they're small businesses? You know what kind of benefits have come from that? And you've mentioned some of the challenges around policies and whatnot. Yeah, what's been your experience working with your clients and or just around the traps around this remote work revolution, so to speak? And then what have you been hearing? So I think there's really probably three key benefits. And the first one is a better talent pool. 
So, you know, especially in regional and rural areas, if you live here and you, oh, I want an employee, you know, you could look around Australia or potentially the world. And even in the cities, instead of a 50-kilometre radius around an office, it's potentially a global thing. So there's just so many more options in terms of really suitable employees for roles. And that allows companies to be pickier, but also to get the right fit, especially if they're really niche-based company. And then that, again, leads to lower turnover of staff. With the third kind of benefit is that happier, more loyal staff because they're given that trust to work from home. There's also less of what I call a bums on seats mentality and more of a, you know, let's look at your output as your KPIs. Let's trust you on projects to get these things done. Subject to client deadlines, you know, you'd have a lot more flexibility to do that structure your day, how it works you. And if you were doing what I was doing in Sydney, hour and a half commute each day, that's 15 days a year that you're saving from commuting. So that's over two weeks a year. You kind of get back in terms of being able just to do that general life admin and and that kind of thing. And I also think it saves them money because a lot of my clients they actually work from home themselves or co-working spaces and then they don't have to hire offices so they don't have these big commercial leases or fit-out costs. They can stay more agile um, and grow their team and they're not all necessarily there or if they are, they might have a couple in one location and then other members who are contractors or employees around the country or the world. It's really, really significant. And yeah, that's it's just mm. a growing trend, isn't it? Like over the last 10 years mm. uh, and as technology becomes what it's becoming, I don't see that slowing down anytime soon, certainly. All right, so we're going to just wrap up this interview here for the podcast. I'd love you to finish this sentence, Emma. It's not about policies. What's it really about? It's about happy, engaged people, whether they be employees or contractors. Beautiful. And because when you have those happy, engaged people, you get more productive outcomes. Exactly, yeah. You know? And you mentioned retention as well. That's another one. Um, mm. Now, you're going to be sharing a prize for one lucky winner who attends your talk on the summit. Could you share what that's going to be? To our sure. I've actually got, I've got three prizes. Yep. So the first one is a remote work policy, which I'll customize. So that's $495 worth value. The second prize is a template remote work policy, which is $220 value. And the third is a copy of my book, The Tracksuit Economy. If they're in Australia, it's a hard copy unless you'd like an e-copy. If they're outside of Australia, it's an e-version. Beautiful. And um, who's the ideal reader for that book? who works from home, potentially an employee of a company. Having said that, there are 15 case studies in the book and it's a lot of self-employed kind of freelancer versions there. I think definitely the second edition will have another chapter about self-employed freelance life as well. Yeah. But there's certainly over 30 time management and productivity tips as well. So really anyone who works from home or a co-working space. Amazing. All right. Okay. Well, there you go. Some really amazing, uh, wonderful prizes. So if you want to 
jump on that. Make sure you register for Emma's talk on the Remote Business Summit. The website there is www.remotebusinesssummit. Tickets are free until November 18 when a summit goes live. And to connect with Emma, you can go over to theremoteexpert.com. And she's also on the socials, so Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, The Remote Expert. Emma, thanks for joining us today, and we look forward to chatting on the summit. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. And remember to live passionately, purposefully, and confidently. Till next time.